Welcome back to Screen High's Master Chef After Show podcast, where we're going over episode three today, the first real competition. I'm Spencer Brooks, your host. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BerserkXPence. That's B E R S E R K X S P E E N C E N C E. Yeah, that's correct. And with me today is my co host again, Quint Glover. You can find me on Twitter at FN underscore Quint Glover. You can't find me anywhere else because, again, I'm not a real person. Well, let's just jump into this episode today, episode three, as stated before. Uh, how, how'd you feel about it? This was our first real MasterChef episode. None of the gags, the families, the emotions, just, you know, cooking. Yeah, Hardcore fi- cooking. <laughs> finally getting into the competition. Um, right out of the gate, uh, we get kind of a technical challenge. Uh, the contestants were tasked with... What was it? Dicing some onions, filleting some fish, and separating some eggs. Yes, they had to uh, dice three onions properly, uh, fillet a fish, again, properly, and separate two dozen eggs. Yeah. That was the goal of today's. Was it, uh, I guess it was just a technical challenge? It wasn't a mystery box or anything? Yeah, I think uh, they'd done similar things before, so I think it was like, here's a really basic thing, prove to us that you can do it, you know? Yeah, it seems like they're trying to mix up the format a little bit, which yeah. we saw throughout the episode, and we'll obviously get into it, but I don't know if I like it just yet. I don't know if it's because I'm so used to how the episodes are, or just, I don't know, I guess I don't like change. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little of that, but you know, they keep harping on, you know, this is season 10, this is the big deal for us, and yeah, I think you're right. I think they're trying something new, and just playing around with the formula a little bit to probably keep things a little fresh which to be honest like going into this episode you know i'm usually hyped to see these challenges but for some reason this one did not keep my attention like i was not excited for this episode until we got into the pressure test yeah i mean it as a technical test it was kind of boring um i mean it it was really interesting to see some of the contestants reactions uh you got to see how some of them are already gonna fare under the stress of the competition and that really says a lot to me about some of them. Yeah, and of course, you know, we got to meet new people yeah, <laughs> that we never saw before. Yeah, like, give them an interview. And we're like, who are you again? I know. I was like, who is who is Nick? Who? Well, no, we know who Nick was. <laughs> who was uh, Michael? Michael, yeah. I was interested in, uh, obviously. Yeah. And Deanna, I was like, who who are you? Yeah. Where where did you come from? Were they even like? I guess they were probably in like the fast part of it where they yeah. showed the montage of other people getting their aprons. Yeah. I mean, I wish I knew who they were, but I'm guessing that's also what kind of bored me this episode, because I was like, uh, I don't really know you, I don't know your story, I'm getting it right now. It's just not capturing my attention. Yeah. You know, we knew some of them, like Noah, the yeah. guy with the overalls. We had... Different color overalls, and I'm curious to see if this is going to be a trend. The dude has way too many overalls. He has one more overall than he ever needs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, we saw, uh, Subha again, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah, the military chick, uh, the flamboyant Fred, which yes. I am just labeling him that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he seems like such a sweet guy. He seems incredibly nice. I want to see him go further, but it just gives me vibes from a previous contestant. I can't remember his name at the moment, but, uh, I just hope he doesn't go down the same route. Like... I want him to do well, but I don't want this whole MasterChef thing to get to his head. I want him to keep his uh, wholesomeness. Yeah, I mean, from the very little of him that we've seen so far, if he can get outside of his head and get that anxiety from the competition under control, I can easily see him making it at least to the top ten. Yep. 
And uh, after this technical test they had, uh, 10 people went up into the balcony. Uh, <laughs> 10 people went up into the balcony. Why can I not say the word balcony? That is hard. <laughs> but um, we had Noah, country guy. Uh, Jamie, don't remember who that was. Renee, do not remember who that was. Supa, yeah, I remember him. Nick, yeah, he was the one that gave me Dave vibes. Sarah was the military chick. Michael is a new guy. Katura, I think I remember her. Was she in something? She was British. I know that. I hope I, she was British. She had the accent. If she was, I don't remember her. So it may have been one of those things where it briefly showed her, if it did at all. Maybe I just enjoyed her presence so much that I was just like, yeah, this is right. Look, there's nothing that an, a British accent doesn't make better. Yeah, very true. Uh, then we had Sam. Do you remember that person? I do not. Same. And uh, Fred, flamboyant Fred, made it. Yes. And those were the people that won the technical challenge. Uh, leaving 10 contestants down at the bottom for the pressure test, which also was a mystery box test, which I thought it was kind of weird because I don't really, when I think of a pressure test, I think, okay, you got 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Now, they gave them a full hour to do this. Yeah. Uh, They got to pick between Gordon's three favorite proteins. You know, they were definitely amping up on the fact this was the anniversary season. They're like, oh, these are special to Gordon. I was like, yeah, I can see that. It was the uh, pork chop scallops and lamb which from previous shows from hell's kitchen to kitchen nightmares those are the dishes he uses those are his signature things other than the uh what is it um it's the one where they put the meat and it's covered in the dough i wish i knew it because it (laughs) looks so tasty uh it's his signature dish uh I could remember it i'll bring it up later but if not i'll definitely remember it for the next podcast if you remember put it in the comments down below <laughs> yeah if you remember please please comment about that because it looks delicious i've always wanted to try it and i'm very upset right now i can't remember what it was it'll be okay during this pressure test the judges did something that they normally do they went and uh, talked to all the contestants you know yep. they had interesting conversations and such but after the test was done they did something that I don't expect from a pressure test. Mm -hmm. Because when I see a pressure test from previous seasons, I expect every dish to go up there, every dish to be tested by the judges. But this time, they went and tasted all the dishes and then asked for people to come up. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I think they're trying to change up the formula a little bit. Um, It, I didn't like, you know, one of the things I really enjoy about the show is contestant brings up the plate, they played it, you get that nice camera shot on it, and it just makes your mouth water you're like i don't know if this looks good or bad because i have no aesthetic sensibilities but i know i want to eat it and when they brought him up after the judge had tasted a little bit the presentation was a little bit messed up and that annoyed me a little bit but eh. yeah although i did enjoy uh joe's just savageness on the entire episode yeah i mean like I thought he was going to tone it down a little bit this season, maybe, because he has been really nice the first two episodes. No, no, no he, he's back. Not at all. He he literally told his, I guess one of his front runners that he's going for, Kenny. Yeah. He uh, was upset that he wasn't tasting his food. He said that he was wasting his time. And then, you know, without any further comment, he just walks away. He's yeah. just like, huh. Yeah. So sassy. If he had a cloak, it would have been perfect. He could have just flashed it over the food and just walked by. I could see Joe being a perfect Severus Snape. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I could see that. Uh, then you have other contestants going, like uh, Dorian, who was the first audition from the very first episode. And I was actually very impressed with her. Hmm. Like, I don't know if it was an organization thing or just having a contingency plan, 
but she made uh, two of the proteins and taste tested both of them just to make sure she picked the right one. I believe she had scallops and pork chop. Yeah, and I thought that was really impressive, especially this early in the competition. I mean, to go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to absolutely maximize the time that I have and I'm going to prepare two full plates at... It was amazing, and the judges commented on that. They were very impressed by it, and I think in their minds, it probably put her at the top of the pack. And it's really smart in this competition. And to be honest, I thought she was going to be the only one that did that, because I was so shocked. Like, you don't see this before in other MasterChef competitions. Yeah. But you had uh, Wu Ta doing that. Uh, you had, I believe it was Micah who did that also, and also Bree and Sherry. Yeah. Who... Micah, we know from the Battle Pass competition. Uh, Brie and Sherry, who were they? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brie, I don't think she got any camera time the first two episodes, but I like she, she was a complete new person either. to me. Yeah, complete new person. I was I was actually shocked to see how well they did. Yeah. Um. So you know, the judges bring their top five dishes up. Uh, they bring Do- uh, Dorian. Micah, Kimberly, Bree, and Sherry. Yeah. And of course, you know, they're talking to them and they're like, oh, y'all had dishes. And they were probably the best five out of all the dishes, which there's 10 people down there. So that's half the people that did well. Yep. Um, how do you feel about those five going through? Like, obviously, Dorian impressed us because she had a backup plan for her backup plan. And I know Micah's your favorite over there. Yeah. But Kimberly, Bree, and Sherry, these three nobodies that we probably just met this episode. Yeah. uh, I think it's more along the lines of the five people who didn't get pulled up to the front. Uh, The dishes that we saw from them were significantly lower quality than what was prevented by or presented by the other five. Uh, I think that had a big role to play in it. If, I mean, obviously if the other contestants had cooked better, they'd be up there, but Mm -hmm. you know, it it was just, you know, those as it goes in master chef, sometimes some people just have an off day. They get the uh, they get inside their head and stuff like that, and they just bomb. Yeah. Although, let's talk about. I don't think it's the elephant in the room, but it's something that we both noticed while watching it. Uh, why did these people think only one person was going home? I don't know. It's one of those things where they're like, you know, you're going on to compete for $250,000. Do some research. Yeah. Watch the previous seasons. But it's sad because even in production, they were acting like, oh, only one person is going home to the point where middle of the episode, after uh, five more people go up to the balcony, Joe's like, well, this is season 10. Two people are going home. And it's like, yeah, this is not new. Is that like season, like that happened season two? What are you talking about? Yeah. Like I said, these people need to research uh, some of the expressions I saw on some of the contestants. I'm like, dude, this nine times out of ten happens at the beginning of the season. And so, on top of it, I was just like, if this is season ten, you know, more than two people. Let's send four people home. Yeah. Let, let's go in deep. But then I'm like, uh, they got to meet some episode requirements. You know, they're probably going to try and stretch it out. Every reality TV show does it. Like, if it's a competition show... They figure out how to stretch it out. That's why you see those competitions like a battle back or something. Yeah. Because they want to be like, okay, let's see how long this goes. And if that person who is in the battle back wins and then goes all the way to win the MasterChef trophy, that's just great television. Yeah. And I think this is a really good opportunity for the producers to actually put forth some content like that. Yeah. Have an episode where we're like, hey, 
you five did not do well, you're all going home. And a couple episodes later, bring back two of them. You know, you can keep the contestants in, but change up the formula if you're going to. Like, go all in. Yeah, and you know, obviously these kind of situations bring out the best in the confessionals. Because, you know, once you get towards the middle of the season, the contestants are like, oh, now we're taking this person out. They start to get, like, fierce, you know? And you get concerned because you see one person go home and you're like, oh, I'm glad they went home because they were going to be my number one or your number one. But then they have that opportunity to come back and that person did their hardest to send them down the pressure test after a uh, team competition or something. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's wild, you know? Um, So they uh, do the massive reveal. (laughs) Or the anticlimactic reveal to me that two people were going home. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, we just assumed, you know, from previous experience. So, uh, out of the ten, they only show five plates. And, which I thought was weird. This yeah. was the perfect time to show all ten of those plates. But, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, the other five were safe. Yeah. So, the first one they brought up was from Deanna. Mm-hmm. Um, who was that? <laughs> uh... I just called her mom in my head. She looked like a mom. She looked like a nice lady. But what she put forth was just not good. Yes. And this will give us a throwback to the last season. So her dish was a pan-seared scallops with blood orange fennel salad and mashed potatoes. Yeah. So if anybody watched last season, because I know Quint doesn't remember. I do not. He has a terrible memory. Yes. And uh, chalk him up to that if you want some money. Yeah. So she made... You know, citrusy potatoes. Yeah. And last season, we I cannot remember his name. It started with a D, maybe? Probably not. I don't want to say anything out loud. Hmm. But he made orange potatoes for a team competition. And they were gross. Like, everyone talked about gross. Even a podcast, another podcast I listened to, they got into an argument. Because one girl's like, no, orange potatoes are a total thing. They aren't. Nobody liked them. You could hear when they all tried them on the podcast. They were like, nah, this this is gross. Shout out to AfterBuzz. Check them out. They're great. I want them to hire me. That would be awesome. But moving on. Uh, so she pulled that stunt. And yeah. it was very reminiscent of... I, I honestly think that was episode... Was that episode three or four? Because it was like one of the very first challenges. Because I think you remember it because I'm pretty sure it was the same competition where Gordon's just standing there. And he's talking to him and he's like... You donut. He just calls somebody a donut. And it's like, I want that printed on a shirt. I want that everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, they just don't go together. They don't yeah. taste good. Like, could you imagine eating uh, mashed potatoes with an orange tinge to them? Yeah. I mean, that was the big complaint the judges had. They, The big thing they hammered home was, you know, individually, the ingredients were good. But together, there was just no harmony on the plate. They did not taste well together. And if you're putting forth a dish like this everything should just be in harmony with each other and she didn't have that which is so sad because like they said the protein was cooked perfectly yeah they just said you know the composition didn't work uh the flavors didn't go together which you know that's a big thing for master chef you yeah. have to make sure all those flavors go to well go together well uh moving on from her we had liz which i dubbed the grandma because she is probably the oldest lady up there she was She's 52 her- 54 in her 50s like early 50s because i know deanna she was in her 40s yeah and then liz i mean looking good for a lady in her 50s that's all i'm saying you know (laughs) 50s the new 30 yeah uh i hope i said that right uh her dish was an herb crusted lamb with caramel potatoes and mint pea pesto 
Okay. Yeah, I, like, I, I completely agree with the judges on this one. Like, just the thought of caramel potato or caramelized potatoes, it just did not sound appealing. And her whole goal with them was, you know, it represents Gordon. So I'm guessing, you know, English. She saw this recipe in Luxembourg. And she said she used, like, English mustard or something yeah, on it. Yeah, and that it was exciting. And I'm like, man, do not do drugs. Gosh, I <laughs> I would love for someone to just be a smart butt. And they uh, made, like, a lamb burger or something. <laughs> and just put a British flag thing on it. I yeah. mean, I know he'd be kicked out immediately. Oh, yeah, Gordon would just backhand you. But he takes a bite of that burger. He's like, dang, Noah, you did it again. <laughs> Um, so this was just deja vu with what happened with Deanna. Uh, the protein was cooked perfectly. It was just those potatoes that messed her up. You know, she made caramelized potatoes, which I understand a crunch with a potato when it's like, you know, a fry or what is that? Fonte kind of stuff or whatever they call it. That makes sense. You know, that light crunch. But when you're eating mashed potatoes, you either want those to be creamy or you know some sort of savory well i would say like lumpy a little bit not like bad lumpy where it's like you're chewing a lot but that lumpy that just melts in your mouth yeah yeah the potatoes just messed her up and i think (sighs) if she hadn't have done that she might have still been in the competition i feel like she would have done really well if she would have just maybe went with a different side you know i get People want to do potatoes with everything, but I was kind of upset to see potatoes on every plate. I wanted to see more sides, different yeah. sides, you know? Moving on from her, we have Evan, your favorite contestant. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely hate this man with a passion. Yep. And let me go on a rant for a minute. Like, every other contestant in this show is happy to be here. They are fighting tooth and nail. And this guy just waltzes in. And he's like, I've got this. No problem. Goes through the technical challenge he's like yeah if you don't have these skills you don't deserve to be here guess what he doesn't pass it and yes for everyone listening at home and is very aware of television production uh yeah those (laughs) confessionals were filmed after the event which i tried to explain to quint but i don't care i don't like his face he hates evan man if he wins it all you're gonna be just devastated would you give up on masterchef i wouldn't but i would be very disappointed You'd be disappointed. I mean, if he did really well, I mean. I think this guy's attitude is going to get him in trouble in team competitions. I'm calling it now. I could see it. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he would prosper better as a team leader or as a teammate. I don't think either. I think as a team leader, he is going to be overly controlling. He will not let anybody flourish and add their own touches to complement the dish. And as a teammate, he's just not going to work with anybody, especially the team leader. As a team leader, though, I would like that because sometimes when everybody tries to add their own little personality to stuff, does not work. Remember, orange potatoes. This is true. (laughs) So uh, Evan made a harissa rubbed pork chop with smashed fingerling potatoes. Potatoes again. Yep. And some type of onions that I'm not going to try to pronounce because it was a fancy word. All right. Uh, was it chipoloni or something? Uh, it's bologna. Yeah, yeah that's what we'll enough. go with. Bologna. Bologna uh, onions. He uh, sent his up there, and what was the issue with his? I mean, I know it tasted all right. Yeah, they said it tasted good, the meat was cooked to perfection, but the plating was abysmal. I mean, to me, it looked like he just put a plate of brown stuff on 
no color yeah, nothing no, no color, vibrant nothing anything pop. and that was the big issue the judges had they're like you know this is season 10 we want our dishes to pop which it just sounds like you know something to get on to somebody about because you notice like obviously in these first three probably four episodes we're gonna get that they're just gonna complain about little tiny things so those people that really mess up yeah. you know they're gonna go home because yeah. i mean how many raw dishes are we gonna get served in the next two episodes yeah that's true it's gonna happen a lot uh so they tore into him for not having color you know uh then we have kenny the carpenter from was that the second round of auditions yes all right uh he served a pan seared scallops with mushrooms roasted potatoes and mushy peas this dish looked really ugly it it was bad I kind of liked it because in my mind, I was like, ah, that's a lot of food right there. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> but if it's one thing I've learned from MasterChef is that when you're creating culinary art, less is more. Mm-hmm. And this guy filled that entire plate and the plating was god awful. And, you know, it's just upsetting because I know they're looking for that aesthetic. They're looking for the proper plating. But, I mean, that protein, it was cooked fine again. Yeah. But I do see the difference between his protein and the past contestants' proteins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he added what he tried to use wine to cook it in. Yes, and, and he didn't render it down enough. Yeah, he didn't cook the wine taste out or something like that, which that makes sense. You know, that shows, you know, that's something very technical. And if you can't do that going forward in the MasterChef, you can't pay attention to that, especially when Joe got onto him for not tasting his stuff. Because if he tasted that, he could have probably fixed that. Yeah, that that could have easily been fixed. Or was it one of those moments where he did taste it and he didn't know how to fix it? This is also a possibility. These are all home cooks. Yeah, and you know, they they talked very well about everything on it. The potatoes, the mushrooms, the mushy peas. Yeah. You know, and you know, Joe showed how simple he could have made it too. He just put what it was the uh mushy peas the potato scallop. oh no, mushy pea the scallop and then the potato on top of that and joe literally told him he said if you had plated like this you wouldn't be down here right now yeah it would have worked out but like i said i don't think plating alone would have knocked him out you know what i mean i feel like that wine reduction right there i think that is what killed him yeah uh then we had wuta the middle school teacher uh was he from atlanta i believe i have no clue georgia maybe i don't know um but he made pan-seared scallops. <laughs> Ooh, all these scallops. Yeah. With uh, fondant, 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 potatoes, whatever the word is, with uh, pea puree and sautéed mushrooms. He also, like Dorian from before, uh, had made two of the proteins. He made two dishes. Yes. He made the scallops and he made the pork chop. Yeah. He thought the scallops were going to be the best. Yeah. Uh, the judges quickly said no. That wasn't yeah. it. They sh- he should have put the porch up on. Yeah. But I mean, how? How was he able to tell? You know, like for someone who's a vegetarian too. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I know he was putting it in his mouth, chewing it, and spitting it back out. How? If you're not familiar with meat flavors, if you're not familiar with that savory taste, how do you excel in that? Yeah, and I think that's where Master Chef is unnecessarily hard for you if you are a vegetarian competing in the show um like you said he's not necessarily going to have that flavor profile for properly cooked meat and that's only going to be a detriment to you and i think that's probably where he made his mistake he told the judges he thought that it was delicious and they're asking you why didn't you put it on there he just said i'm not sure so that to me says he wasn't confident in that 
like properly cooked flavor. Yeah. And so he went with something that he knew was right. And moving forward, you know, I just don't he either needs to get more confidence mm-hmm. or he needs to get out of his head that as a vegetarian he can't do this. Yeah. Because I'm almost 100% sure last season uh vegetarian won MasterChef. Yeah. Um so it's kind of just shocking that he wouldn't prepare for it, you know? He wouldn't have tested out those different flavors or you know, I get, you know, vegetarian, I know Sometimes it's a religious choice for people. Sometimes yeah. it's a spiritual choice for people. And other times it's a health choice for people. You yeah. know, they, I don't know what his decision was, but, you know, coming into the MasterChef kitchen, I believe I would have just kind of knocked what was more important to me mm-hmm. out of the way and, you know, tested these flavors, tested these meats. You know, even if it meant you just had to chew and spit out, he could have yeah. gotten more because if the pork chop was the best protein, and he was just concerned about the pork chop being undercooked, which yes. smart decision to me. But he had it cooked perfectly. That was the big thing that the judges hammer ho- hammered home on. You yeah. had it cooked properly. You had it cooked to perfection. It was delicious. Why not plate it? See, and that just makes me nervous that it's not a confidence thing. It makes me think that, oh, he doesn't know. Exactly. He doesn't know proper temperatures for that kind of stuff. And I just don't see him going forward since he didn't practice like that. Yeah. And I know they get training in between episodes and stuff, but what's he going to bring, you know? Yeah. So those were the five dishes brought down. Like I said, the other five who were competing, we didn't even look at, didn't see what they did. We got like some, you know, camera shots of them doing their work. That's about it. Did you notice that in the background, uh, you had the ten? You had the ten that started it out, mm-hmm. and then when they brought the five down, that their dishes appeared. Right. Uh, those five were already up in the balcony. I didn't notice. that. Yeah, they were already up in the balcony. I was like, okay, well, I guess they probably just cut it down for production or something like that. Yeah. But uh, they bring the five dishes that were shown, which was Deanna, Liz, Evan, Kenny, and Wuta. Uh, Wuta and Liz were the first ones to be singled out, and, you know, that lovely television misdirect, they, uh, or I think it was Joe, yeah, it was Joe that called him out, and Mm -hmm. you thought they were going home. I thought, too, because I was like, two people, that's it, but nope, they were safe, went up to the balcony. And then you have Gordon talking, and he also does a misdirect. He's like, well, Joe did it, I'll do it, too, you know? And uh, he calls out Evan, and he rips him a new one. But then he's like, nah, you're good. And he was safe. So yeah. your favorite person is uh, definitely going to be in the next episode, unless something terrible happens. I mean, I did get the satisfaction of his confessional where he obviously got knocked down a peg. He admits that he underestimated this competition. And maybe that will influence him in the future. I highly doubt it. But one thing I can't say for sure, and I will give him give it to this guy... He is going to make good television. He is going to make excellent drama. (laughs) And, you know, on top of all of it, like I've said before, uh, every comment made about this competition was recorded after the competition. Um, You know, I'm not a TV nerd. I don't know how this works. Well, watch more reality TV. I I mean, have you never watched... You need to watch a reality television show where two girls get into a fight and they're talking about it, but before that fight even happens... You're like, huh, why does that girl have a black eye in her confessional now? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm telling you, dude. You learn stuff. You learn stuff. So, Evan is safe. That means Deanna and Kenny go home. 
Hmm. Uh, kind of odd. They were older. I didn't really expect Kenny to go home this early, but I mean, after what we saw, you know, they're not I, holding punches. I mean, I, I agree with the judges on the decision for Kenny. I think uh, they decided that his plating was so bad that it could not be salvaged, um, at least in the time frame for this competition. Guy had a lot of potential, but I don't think he was able to move fast enough for the competition. Yeah, and same thing with Deanna. Like, I think she could have done well, uh, but she had to work on some flavoring issues. I mean, yeah. if she had just watched last season, she would have been like, nope, orange ain't touching nothing. Like, the blood exactly. orange and the scallops, they were good. That's mm-hmm. what Aaron said. But orange and potatoes, just not a thing, sister. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to see the preview for next episode, but uh, Quint has YouTube. I, I did. So, so what uh, are we looking at for next episode, Quint? So next episode we have our first team challenge at a pool party of all places. Oh. So hopefully we get to see Gordon walking around in like swim trunks and nothing else. Oh, I mean I am down for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all the population will be down for that. Yeah. Uh, he's like. <laughs> I mean, he looks good for a 60-year-old. I mean, come on now. (laughs) He pulls it off. Like I said, we've got our first team challenge. I'm very interested to see who they're going to choose as the team captains. I want to see everybody's team dynamics. It's going to be a good episode, I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm actually very curious who the team captains were because they really just sent people up to the balcony. There was not like a number one that we could guess on, you know? I'm guessing that they're going to have either like a mystery box challenge or they're going to have another, you know, quick technical challenge and they're going to choose the first or the two best. Yeah. Oh, and also we wanted to add a little something extra to our podcast. Just uh, three little questions to keep it going, you know, because it's kind of hard to predict right now. Uh, In this little segment, we just want to see from both our opinions, who's an extra, like a background character, basically, Who's a prospect, basically going to win it all, and who's just good TV? Yeah. I'll let uh, Quint go first, because he seems ready for it. All right, so my extra is Sherry. If you've watched the episode and you say who, I don't blame you. Uh, (laughs) Her dish was very bland. She got screen time, and I still barely remember what she looks like. Uh, My number one prospect is Dorian, or is that her name? Dorian. Yeah, Yeah, Dorian. Uh, for me, getting that second dish fully prepared in an hour when everybody else got one or most other people got one really impressed me. And the fact that they both looked amazing, I- I've got my eye on this woman. And then I hate to admit it, but good TV is going to come down to Aaron. I think this guy is going to cause a lot of drama. I think who, he's going to cause who, a- who is Aaron? Or not Aaron. Evan. Evan, there I know words. See, he he doesn't he doesn't care about this guy so much. I don't like him. He cannot remember his name. But I do have to sit back and admit that this guy is good TV, and he is going to be entertaining, and I'm going to love hating him. <laughs> okay, so for my extra, I had. So I still don't know who this person is, but their name is Sam, <laughs> and I wrote their name down, and because you know they got in the top ten. Yeah, no, well, you know. I don't remember if that's a guy or a girl. I don't remember who you're talking about. See, I don't either. So that's my extra. Uh, My prospect goes off to Nick, just because I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, He looks nice. And then... uh, Very nice. And then for good TV, uh, I'm going with Katura. 
I was watching her from the balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has that British accent. She uh, she was very lively up there. She was uh, yelling at the contestants when they were in that final pressure test. She was cheering them on. She was like, hey, do this. Put something on your plate. Get out there. And I'm yeah, like, oh. Like, you got 30 seconds left. Move it. Give her more confessionals right there, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that uh, does it for me. And I'm pretty sure that does it for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Um, Thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Media High Productions, where uh, Screen High is shared at least four to five times a week. Yeah. We also uh, post our episodes first on SoundCloud at Media High Productions. Yeah, we get it. We're called Screen High, but we're under an umbrella. Okay, people? If you're going to look for us, you can find Quint Glover. On Twitter, at FN underscore Quint Glover. There we yeah. go. I know words. I promise you. That is at FN, FN, <laughs> underscore Quint Glover. And me, your other host, Spencer Brooks. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BerserkXPence. That's B-E-R-S-E-R-K-X-S-P-E-N-C-E. I'm kind of shocked some of y'all haven't found me yet or commented about stuff. I mean, it's not like uh, Joe, renowned, you know, famous chef, Joe Bastianach, uh, likes everything I post, so you know maybe you should. I mean, like it we're too. basically famous now. I know, you know. <laughs> if only we could get that famous money. Yeah, yeah. Joe, come money. on the show, please. Hey, yeah, Joe, co- come to our lovely home and talk with us. Come to us in Florence, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, come all the way to Alabama. That would. God, you would love being here. That would never happen. No. But uh, thanks, guys. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.